Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities. Our guest today is Malcolm Bruce, CEO of Edmonton Global, which means, yes, Sherry and I are interviewing our boss. On this episode, we'll be talking about his approach to economic development. Malcolm spent 30 years in the military overseas and across Canada. Before joining Edmonton Global in 2018, he served as the CEO of the Edmonton Metropolitan Region Board. Uh, So thank you, Malcolm, for joining us today. We're really excited to be speaking with you. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat about things I really enjoy. Why don't we start off uh, with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, as you indicated, I spent 30 years in the Army. I uh, had an opportunity to live in seven of these great provinces in this country and visit literally every corner of the country. Uh, but when it came time to retire, I decided to retire in the Edmonton Metropolitan Region. And I did so because I really liked the community feel here. But more importantly, I really found the people here to be genuine and, uh, and very supporting. Uh, it's a great community to grow up in. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm raising my family here and I'm hoping that we're working to build a, you know, an economic uh, situation here where they won't need to leave to find um, prosperity for themselves. Um, So the main, um, the main driver of the activity of Edmonton Global is to attract foreign direct investment. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important and why we need to attract foreign investment to build a strong economy here? Yeah, so I think there are two components, if you know, to grow an economy. One is from within, so companies that grow and and create greater wealth and opportunities, employment, I think those are huge, important activities that occur as well. And they can grow through either organic, so their product is very widely sought after, and they grow first locally, and then they can grow and expand into the export market, whether that be across the country or internationally. The other component part is foreign direct investment. And foreign direct investment is an important mechanism to be able to also help grow the economy, uh, a local economy. Um, So it's important. Now, foreign direct investment comes in many forms. One of them is through things like mergers and acquisitions, where somebody comes in, sees a local company, really likes it, wants to add it to their portfolio. Um, And then another one is, of course, is attracting foreign companies to set up and establish operations here. Uh, And then finally, for new companies that are looking to expand from elsewhere, again, this is another form of 
foreign direct investment where they come and actually land in the Edmonton metropolitan region and set themselves up here. So a key component of that is they can see their future here. So like you said, Sherry, is, you know, I want to keep my family here and they can see their future to reach their full potential. That's the same story we're bringing foreign direct investors to see as well as they can meet their investment goals and their and their growth goals here in the Edmonton metropolitan region. Yeah, you know, throughout COVID especially, I think we've heard a lot of narrative about buying local and, local and supporting local business. How does that relate to attracting foreign investment? How do you balance both while building a strong economy? Well, I think you need both to be able to achieve that economy. And there's a couple of reasons why, of course, is, is your economy is is, uh, is is an integral thing and, it, and it's intertwined. So if you have, say, a cluster, a nascent cluster that's starting here, and there's a number of examples, like our uh, manufacturing capacity here is, is a cluster in on itself. So when companies are looking to come here to manufacture things, they can see that the talent is already exists here, the skill sets already exist here. And there's a whole sort of plethora of industry that already benefit from having that cluster here. So for a foreign direct investor, they'd come in and say, okay, you've already got something that's established here. The trick and the key is, is how do you then actually start to create other such clusters uh, based on skill sets that are transferable um, that really allow us to sort of start to grow and diversify the economy. And, uh, and an example is, is if you think about technology and that that emerging sector that, that really is going to be, uh, you know, world changing and, and, and transformational in many ways. And the question then is, what skill sets that are currently being applied uh, today and what technologies are being applied today can then be transferred into other things. And biopharma is a great one, or food and agriculture is a great one. So if you think about fractionation, for example, it's not only going to create outcomes in the wait, food Wait, wait, Malcolm, for our, for our audience, what is fractionation? Okay, so you take a, like a kernel of grain and you, you slice it up to different proteins. So you get different segments of that uh, that protein out of it and then what you can do is it's not only a food now product it's also a nutraceutical product so it could be used in in cosmetics or any other of these kind of things so it's really an interesting science where you're starting to see one sector is actually starting to bleed into other sectors where you're creating all new economy and whole new opportunities in in something different so economic development, uh, there's lots of exciting things going on in our region and in the whole field. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, Edmonton Global. So we have 14 shareholder municipalities uh, and we're relatively a recent, uh, recently developed organization. Um, so tell us a little bit about the history of Edmonton Global and our approach as a regional economic development agency. So back in 2014, when the uh, last sort of major crash in the oil and gas industry, there was a real recognition that we could no longer compete locally and really be successful. That our true competitors were not in Calgary or in Red Deer. Our real competitors were Kuala Lumpur, Metro Denver, or Stockholm. And in order to compete globally, we really needed to think differently about how we were going to present ourselves in a global marketplace. And therefore, we looked at what's the best way to do that. And if you look at the most successful uh, regions in the world, they are competing globally 
but they're collaborating locally. And that for us was really the key. Um, and that came, that's why Edmonton Global came about was to create this regional collaboration that would make us far more competitive on a global context. Awesome. Can you give us some examples of other places that are, that are doing that um, and co- collaborating regionally for that? Yes, so I, I'll, uh, there's a couple here in, in Canada that I, I think are very noteworthy. Montreal International and Toronto Global are two peer organizations. Montreal represents 82 member municipalities and Toronto represents a series of sub-regions as well as individual municipalities. And they are, well, Toronto's ranked number one for FDI attraction right now globally. So they are doing very well. In the U.S., there was a couple that are uh, very uh very good at what they do. One is one Columbus, another one is Metro Denver, and then finally Minneapolis, St. Paul. So these are examples of, um, of why regional approaches is a global best practice and really driving substantial economic outcomes for these particular metro regions. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, I know another way that you're involved in um, kind of regional or economic development at the municipal level is through your work with the Consider Canada City Alliance. Can you tell us a bit about that organization and why the work that it does? So it was really 12 peer organizations that represent the largest 12 economies in this country. And if you think about our economy uh, for this region, we're at a a fifth. So we represent about $105 billion in GDP, about a third of the Alberta uh, total GDP. And of the 12 largest economies, it represents 85% of all uh, the FDI or foreign direct investment that comes into Canada lands in these 12 communities. And the reason why is because the assets are here. So think about the institutions that produce the educated, talented workforce. Think about the infrastructure necessary to drive the growth of companies. And also think accessibility. Think about where all your international airports are. So these are the kinds of things that uh, are driving the outcomes that we're getting in this country. So the consider the CCCA, the Consider Canada City Alliance, sorry, it's a long mouthful, um, <laughs> was formed in order to help strengthen the value proposition of those 12 communities to the federal government so that when we go into market, we're going as a team Canada. So we always market Canada first, then we market our province second, and then we're also then selling, of course, our own regional aspect because ultimately deals are done at the street level, which in our case means in this region. So we're the ones that will finalize the deal in partnership with our member municipalities. So this, uh, I think one of the big questions people have though, is that at the end of the day, investors will ultimately be setting up in one municipality. So what happens then? Do the neighboring municipalities also benefit from that investment? Yeah, so I think the strength of the Edmonton Global Collaboration is really exceptional. There was a recognition that not everybody's going to get every deal in their backyard, right? So if you're thinking about your product, for example, it's a large heavy industry that's going to be involved in the hydrogen production side of the house. There's not necessarily a facility that's going to set up in Spruce Grove, nor would Spruce Grove necessarily want that facility in their backyard. But what it does do is it creates supply chain providers. So if you think about companies that are in Spruce Grove that may very well, you know, that produce valves or have a workforce or able to participate in the supply chain portion of that, then 
that's where they're going to see some benefit from. Additionally, if you think about uh, where people live and work and play, well, they're going to have new workers, new employees that are going to actually move into those communities because that's what individuals want is choice. So I may select to live in a county. There may be others that select to live downtown Edmonton in a high rise while others want to sleep, uh, live in a bedroom community like Bruce Grove. So the value of, of, of this collective is some of it's direct, much of it will be indirect, but most importantly, what it does is, you know, high tide floats all boats is that you're going to see that as the, the investment trends continue to build in this region, there'll be different parts that will start to grow in the business communities for that particular uh, municipality. Yeah, so signing up to this regional approach really is a benefit to all of the municipalities or communities that sign on to it. I'm curious, let's flip it a little bit. What do you think about investors? Like, what's the benefit to them um, to, to be investing in a region rather than just thinking about a single municipality? Well, if you think about it from a client perspective, so if you think about it from a business perspective, you're looking at what inputs do I need to create better outcomes uh, in the long term? So how do I how do I grow and make money? Um, and so what you're looking for is those assets that are available within the region to be able to do so. So, for example, if you're looking at uh, advanced manufacturing, I mean, um, the, the folks in the advanced manufacturing space are probably going to have uh, at least a significant amount of them will probably have post-secondary. Uh, capacity or education. Now we have seven post-secondaries in this region, but they all are essentially in at the city of Edmonton. But the region benefits from the fact that there are seven post-secondaries um, in the region that are producing this talent because that talent can be deployed anywhere. And so this is why the regional approach allows us to take the, the all the assets that we find within the region. So, for example, the industrial heartland up in the northeast or the agricultural lands in the four counties or the manufacturing parks that are found in Nisqually-Leduc, uh, Atchison, uh, the west side of the city of Edmonton, and even up in the north in the, in the industrial heartland. There are attributes when you put them all together, tell a really compelling narrative to people that from an investor perspective is looking at not the jurisdictional boundaries, but at the, uh, but at the really the what the region can offer as a whole. Absolutely. So, what are you most excited about right now as CEO of Edmonton Global? Uh, the future. <laughs> I think the uh, I think that the opportunities for this region are limitless, and there are really five transformational sort of irons in the fire that I think uh, will this region will become globally known for over the course of the next 15 to 20 years. One of them is around artificial intelligence. One of them is in hydrogen. One of them is in logistics. One of them is in biopharma. And the last one is in the food and agricultural space. I just think that these are things that we offer to the world. And then when you think specifically around food and agriculture and in um, hydrogen, uh, these are globally scalable products that we can offer the rest of the world. And when you've got a billion people not eating today properly, there is growth in those and energy consumption in a low carbon future. I mean, these are things that our region can offer the rest of the world. So I think that we've got nothing to go but up. I'm very positive about the future. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. 
Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about economic development matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off.